Welcome back to Podcast 69 of 2023. I'm your host, Kiev O'Neill. You can follow me on Twitter at OBKF. Follow us at the Osbreakers. Follow us on social media slash the Osbreakers. This episode is being brought to you by this season for the best football contests and other sports contests in the land. Please visit www.thesn.com slash OB and have a chance to win thousands of dollars in prizes. If you'd like to support the Icebreakers and benefit from our premium plays, please visit theicebreakers.com. Click shop, become a member. Pick any of our premium cappers. You get the premium plays for line moves. You can also support us on patreon.com. But if nothing else, please visit the Icebreakers and become a free picks, telegram, and discord subscriber. We have a great show for you today because Sean Kanaki, our very own Sean Kanaki, is coming on to break down NFL week four. Going to talk about every game that we can maybe find some value and give out some free plays. Speaking of NFL, I hope you're following us on TikTok. Now, I understand if you don't want to get a TikTok account, you can still watch the video when we tweet it out or post it on our website. I'm at 6-0 and right now on TikTok props. I'm on a little heater. That is definitely not sustainable, but uh, I'm having a good time with it, and I think the prop market is vastly overlooked when it comes to football betting in general, not just NFL, just football in general, I think there's value in every single game in the props if you really put the work in and hunt for it. So uh, having a great time with it, and uh, hopefully the streak continues. And if not, uh, I'm going to be doing this every single Monday and Thursday. Possibly if there's some Saturday games, I'll be doing that later in the season as well. But that way, you know, we can have a little something to root for during those games, especially when you have ugly games like the Bears versus the Commanders coming up. And uh, maybe we can find some solace and a little betting like we always do uh, throughout the NFL and college football season. Before Sean comes on, I just want to remind you that we're only having two shows next week because I'm going to be in Disneyland with my kids Wednesday and Thursday, a little beach on Friday, I believe, or maybe it's Wednesday, Friday, and beach on Thursday. Don't even know. I'll figure that out later. But uh, I'll certainly be sending out plays and doing my research during my downtime, as usual. Uh, probably going to bring a little something-something in my backpack into those massive parks as well, just to keep my sanity, uh, if you know what I'm saying, uh, going throughout the day. Uh, there's a lot of walking and uh, a lot of chasing kids, so uh, that's going to be my life next week. And uh, if you want to feel sorry for me, please do. If you have any recommendations of something for me to do out there, also, I would love to hear from you. Just message me at the Oddsbreakers or at OB Kiev, my personal Twitter account. But that's how the schedule is going to go next Wednesday. I'm guessing the podcast is going to be Thursday morning, maybe Thursday midday. Depends on where you're at. Uh, plan on recording a little bit on Wednesday night if possible. It'll be a late night on Wednesday, probably a bit on Thursday morning as well to get this show out there and on the road. I also want to announce that I've been on Sports Grid a few Thursdays. I'm probably doing about two Thursdays a month or so. It just depends upon uh, what their schedule is with Gabe Morency over there. Gabe's a great guy. Wes is a, another great guy that sets it all up. And I love talking to those guys. A lot of UFC, and but 
Now in the fall, we're definitely talking a ton of football. So if you want to catch me at midnight Eastern, 9 p.m. Pacific uh, on Thursdays, I'm doing a few of those. And another thing we're doing is Twitter Spaces on Friday. Kyle Hunter set that up, and uh, we're having a good time with it. They're, the shows are going a little long right now because a lot of people have a lot to say. But uh, if you love sports betting and you're just sitting around watching the game, just put on Twitter Spaces and and check us out. Throw, throw out a question out there or a comment. Tell us if we're wrong or some, about something or if we're right. Uh, would love to hear from you and uh, have you to join in on those uh, Twitter spaces. It's uh, kind of a newer thing for me, but they seem to be gaining a lot of popularity. All right, without further ado, let's get into some NFL with our wonderful guest, Sean Kanaki. All right, now we are back, and we have a wonderful guest in Mr. Sean Kanaki from the Oddsbreakers. You can follow him on Twitter at the Great Kanaki. Sean, how the heck you been, man? We are in football season. We got week four in the NFL. We had a blast in Vegas about a month ago. How are you doing? Doing great. Thank you very much. Having a great start to the NFL season. We're still getting college turned around. We had a rough first two weeks there, but uh, everything last weekend was great. First big profitable weekend in both college and NFL where we hit big time in both sports. So looking to continue that trend the rest of the year. Yeah, we had a, we both had a wonderful weekend last week, so we like that. Let's uh, keep that going, my man. And uh, Wow, there is just so much going on. With these lines here, I'm looking at the Packers for Thursday night. They are already two and a half point dogs. It's like this teaser light keeps getting bigger and bigger. And like if it hits three, you're like, what the hell? <laughs> Some Detroit money coming in. Is that scaring you? Yeah, I actually hit the teaser line too early. I thought it'd go the other direction with news of the Packers maybe getting healthier, but we're still waiting on that. So I ended up hitting the teaser because I was worried it was at one and a half and it was going to shrink down there and I wasn't going to get that seven and a half on it. So I actually ended up getting uh, getting lesser value there, but um, I, I'm staying away from this game straight up. I just I I, I want to lean to the Lions here. Uh, you know, even laying the two and a half here, it's getting up there. Um, I think there's a superior team. I think they've got better talent, and they've certainly shown that in most of the games here. The Seattle one being the aberration. Um, you know, last week that defense really got after Atlanta. Didn't didn't allow them to do a whole heck of a lot. And I think. Uh, you know, with the Packers running game in question, without knowing if Aaron Jones is playing, I think they'd be able to lock up back as well. But um, division game, Packers are still the home team, and everything always seems to come up roses for for the Packers in Green Bay, especially against the Lions, with, with the exception, of course, of the last game of last season. So um, I got the Packers on a teaser leg, but I'm staying away from the rest of it. No doubt. It's a good teaser. Uh, you know, total's not too high at 45. It's I I, the, I understand the line going up for Detroit because you have a quarterback that's proven and you have a quarterback that's really unproven with, with love. I mean, you know, say what you want. Love's done fine, and he's done a good job. But I think LaFleur's putting him in some good situations too, and I it feels like the gas might run out pretty quick on him. There, he was showing some signs last week of missing receivers and stuff like that. Now, if Christian Watson's back and if Aaron Jones is back, I bet you this drops down to two again. I think, uh, you know, Lions minus two would be a fair number if that's the case. What sucks for me, Sean, is that my my numbers about are close. I mean, I, I have this kind of close to Lions minus one-ish, you know, one, one and a half. I'm, and I'm talking not just my power rate. I'm talking about my algorithm as well. Uh, there's nothing really that says I should be running out to this, you know, Um I, I I still have a lot of faith in the Packers uh, just because they're you know very well built around the quarterback. I'm just not sure 
if Jones, their best receiver and their best running back, it's just like it's so hard when you have a rookie quarterback, a best receiver back, and best running back is hurt. And um, even with a rookie quarterback, you're facing a, a, a much improved Lions team that uh, put a whipping on Kansas City and should have beat Seattle if it wasn't for that pick six. But, um, yeah, I, I got nothing but the prop play I released today on that, dude. How are your prop plays doing this year, Kiev? Yeah, I just was talking about that. It was, I, I'm happy to be six and zero, but I'm actually really six and two. The the six and zero was the TikTok props, but but I did two other props that I did lose in, so it's not perfect. But uh, it's going good on TikTok. Just, just re- release them all on TikTok. You're right. You're right. You're right. Just blow TikTok up, and uh, maybe I'll be an influencer someday. Yeah, right. I, I wish the sports bank community was as big as some of these people just watching people do stupid shit. You know, I mean, why are they not watching to make money? Come on, jeez. <laughs> yeah, we we got Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift. They're they're not paying attention to the odds breakers TikTok when that stuff's going on. We gotta we gotta get her on board. Get her following the odds breakers TikTok. We'll be all set to go. Yeah, yeah. Maybe maybe they'll do an interview. I'll I'll have my uh, publicist get on next week, Sean. So we'll see what happens with that. Uh, let's move on to Sunday's games, my man. And my screen, of course, just went dark. Oh, there it goes. It's back. Uh, we start in London because Jacksonville is being Jacksonville again, and they are going to their second home, which should be their first home from what everybody thinks. And I I guess I kind of think the same thing too. But uh, Jacksonville's lane is minus, minus three, and you got a little juice to that in most books, minus 115, minus 120. There's not a lot of flat threes out there. It's... Hard for me to get on Jacksonville. I mean, like, I kind of came into this week, Sean. I was thinking that this wouldn't be a three. I just thought with the way that Jacksonville lost to Houston, with the way they lost to Kansas City when, you know, they, they lost by eight, not covering that, they would be like a two-point uh, favorite here, one-point favorite against Atlanta. And here they are as three with the little juice. And, I mean, it tells you it's probably the right side. And Jacksonville's got to get their head out of their ass in some situations. They're having a lot of bad luck. In my opinion, there's just like like fullbacks running uh, special teams touchdowns back and stuff. And, and, but at the same time, Atlanta, if they just get control of any game, and this is in London, it's probably a bad soccer field they're playing on, right? Um, they they could they could just hold on to the lead with guys like Bijan Robinson, Dinkin and Duckin to Kyle Pitts. This is a live betting situation. Whoever scores first, um, I think I might probably try to put a little bit of money on the team that scores first, Sean. Yeah, for, for me, this is really a showcase of the have-nots here, and, and it's two different parts for me. On the Atlanta side, Desmond Ritter, I just don't trust. And the game uh, last week against Detroit where he had a lot of pressure coming off the edge and he couldn't get outside and, and scramble and make some plays with his feet, um, he really struggled. And the fact that they were down the whole game kind of took that Robinson edge away from him, especially in the running game. I think he only had two touches uh, on the ground in the second half there. So, I don't trust Ritter, and I don't trust that Atlanta offense. I think their defense is good enough to keep them in pretty much every game, um, and they were in that Lions game until the last you know ten minutes of the fourth quarter still. Uh, but for for me on the Jacksonville side, I, I think this team. You know, everybody came into the season thinking this team was going to run away with the South, right? You know, rookie quarterback in Houston and Indianapolis, uh, Tennessee going the wrong direction, and so this was kind of the team that everybody kind of thought was going to dominate the South and come out bang some teams, especially after making the playoffs and getting that comeback win last year. And I think that's where this line's kind of moving from, actually, um, and why it's at that minus three and pushing is that public perception is still on Jacksonville as a much better team 
having made the playoffs and, and having all that hype from the off season. Um, you know, I, I think there, some of those bets are coming in heavier on them, especially starting off here. If I had to pick a team, I'm, I'm playing Atlanta and taking the points just because I, I want the points in this situation with two teams where I, I trust their defense more than their offense right now. So um, it could be one of those games where you get a pick six or a fumble at the end that switches it the other direction. And um, that's kind of where I'm leaning, but I'm not touching this one. I, I think something's screwy with this one and I don't trust it. So I'm staying away. Yeah, I won't I mean, be up that early. Not <laughs> <laughs> in Wisconsin, buddy. <laughs> after, after a Badger Saturday. Uh, well, you know, I, my, I have two conflicting numbers. My power ratings is minus four and a half or no, minus four and a quarter. And then my algorithm says pick them. You know, and and here's like, what are you going to trust now? This is almost starting to get into week four when your real data, the algorithm, um, with, rather than guessing with power ratings, is starting to be a little bit more important. So uh, I'm in a conflict here, so I'm probably staying away here. Um, I don't even want to tease at Atlanta side because I think if Atlanta gets behind, they really will get behind. So unless Atlanta's at home as a dog, that's a situation where I don't want to tease them. Let's move on to the Washington Commanders versus the Philadelphia Eagles, and the Eagles are minus eight. The total is 43.5. I think we're picking up some background noise over there. It stops when you talk, though, Sean. Hmm. Well, there's no sound going around me right now, so maybe it's just my heavy breathing. Um, I did get out of a cold <coughs> a couple weeks ago, but it hasn't quite got out of my system yet, so maybe that's it. Ah. Uh, for, for, for this one, I think Philly's kind of just been laying in the weeds the first couple of weeks, and they showed what they can do last week with that dominating defensive performance and getting getting themselves right a little bit. I was a little bit higher on Washington coming into the season than what they've shown so far. Uh, you know, that, that Denver game, they probably shouldn't have been able to pull that one out. Um, and coming in here, you know, I think this number's right on. I had it right at eight and a half. I think it opened a little lower than that and kind of pushed up to eight and a half now. Uh, but I think Philly's Philly's the dominant team here. I think Sam Howell's got a lot to learn yet. And with that Philly front getting after him, I think they're going to struggle to move the ball like they did last week against that Buffalo front seven. Sam Howell. Um, so here's the thing. I, I, will, I, I think that my numbers say Philly by over 10, right? But my problem is, is my matchup metrics really think that Washington can keep this close. And the reason that is, um, for example, my metrics have a 12.7 on the algorithm and my power ratings have this game at uh, 11, right? So my problem with this game is that the front line of Philadelphia, the offensive line and defensive line are great. They call it the best in football. But what Washington has is a defensive line. That's all they have. A couple receivers, a running back, no quarterback yet that you can trust. He threw four picks last week, screwed me over. And uh, they have uh, the defensive line, in my opinion, can possibly screw up Jalen Hurts a little bit and and slow down that offense of the uh, of the Philadelphia Eagles. So that's the big thing. I think that uh, the defensive line is what really factors in and this is a division game you're going to bet a favorite over seven points in a division game that doesn't bode well with me even though my numbers tell me to do it it changes me just to think that metrically they're going to get enough push on the defensive line to screw up hurts and screw a few things up and they're embarrassed last week so not my style of betting against a team that was embarrassed the week before sean no, no. And, and like you said, I, if I had to bet this one straight up against the spread, it's going to be with Philly for me. But 
right now, or I grabbed it as part of a teaser leg at that eight and a half to get it down to that two and a half. Um, and I think it may push up to nine. So if you're going to get it into a teaser leg, do it now before we get to Sunday. No, it makes sense to me. All right, sounds good. Let's move on to the next game, which is the I I have the Baltimore Ravens versus the uh oh, I just lost it here. My computer. Oh, Cleveland Browns. This is minus three, minus one oh five in some books. Let's pull up a Betfred odds and see where this is. Yeah, minus three, minus one oh five. Um Charlotte, I, I you know I was fortunate enough to took the, take this at Pickham when it opened. I was uh, appalled how this was not uh, two and a half or two at open. So I got Cleveland at Pickham. Now it's starting to get a little higher here. But to be completely honest with you, I like the Cleveland Browns even at the three. I think you should wait it out and get the two and a half. I think there's going to be Raven money coming in even more. I think it's going to bounce a lot between two and a half and three. And I suppose it's a pretty good teaser leg on the Raven side. Um, but the, the truth of the matter is, is Cleveland's defense has been absolutely lights out and the Ravens has have been extremely injured. Their injury report is long, and they're missing, you know, a bunch of key guys here. And I'll just go over some of those uh, Ravens injuries. Odell Beckham missed last week. He's not participating in practice today. Rashad Bateman is not participating in practice this week. That's two key receivers right there. Justice Hill was present for practice, but he's a little banged up with his foot. He's another running back. That girl. Gus Edwards got banged up last week and had to leave. Then you still have Ronnie Staley. Uh, he actually returned to practice at least, but a couple safeties, Kyle Hamilton and Marcus Williams, uh, one of them practiced, one didn't. Uh, Williams actually did practice on Wednesday, so I'm concerned. Marlon Humphrey, their cornerback, is, is uh, banged up too. A uh, couple of special teams guys. Darius Washington, their safety on injured reserve from the week before. Yeah, um, just not I'm, – I'm concerned for the Baltimore Ravens against this defense who's who's number one in the league right now. And Cleveland's kind of playing some hot ball right now. I think that Cleveland probably would, would cover the three. It, it's a weird game because normally this game is a three-point game. Three is as max as I would go, but I took it at one, and I would probably take it again at three. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm a little upset with Baltimore. They knocked me out of the loser pool last week because I had the Colts being the losing team in my pool. Um, and everything that could go wrong did in that game for him, right? The refs didn't make a call for I, I him. I told they you to take Carolina. You did, you did. Um, <laughs> talk, talk myself out of it. Uh, but everything that could go wrong did, right? You know, after the safety, the play calling was atrocious. The coaching wasn't great. Jackson, for some reason, stopped running the ball in the second half. I don't know why. Um, he just sat there in the pocket and just looked like like a fool. Uh, but this one, so here, here's the funny stat here right now. We're, we're, we're a couple weeks in. Uh, yards per play defensively. This is the number one and number two team in, in the NFL, yards per play defensively. That being said, the gap is huge. Cleveland is a clear number one, uh, 3.2 yards per play, whereas Baltimore is sitting at number two, almost a full yard behind them at 4.1. So I think the defensive uh, units are going to shine in this one. I'm not certainly sold on Deshaun Watson and uh, you know, against good defenses already, Baltimore's had some trouble moving the ball. So if I had to lean anything right here, it's actually the under in this game. Um, it's kind of where I'm taking a look at it. I think this is going to be a low-scoring slugout slugfest. Uh, but I think Cleveland's the right side, clearly, with all the injuries and, and the way Baltimore's looked. Um, when they've gotten uh, gotten behind the, the sticks and had to actually do something on offense. They, they have not been successful moving the ball there either. So uh, you got the right play with Cleveland at the pick. I'm not touching it at three. Maybe if it gets down to two and a half at game time, if it sticks around there and I'm, 
I'm feeling a little bit like I want to jump in on it. That's where I'll do it. But uh, the under is where I'm at on this game. No, I don't disagree at all. I mean, it went down to 40 and a half, and I just find it hard where a lot of teams are scoring. But the under makes it so I really won't like it at three and a half. I mean, what's funny is that even though my power ratings are actually still a little bit more towards Baltimore, thinking they're the better team, the algorithm really has uh, Cleveland a 5.7 point favorite here just based upon their pure numbers and how they calculate up to the season and as the season goes on the algorithm goes more important than the actual power ratings itself so i find that very interesting but big spot for both of them big division game we'll see who wins out um next game let's move on to the denver broncos versus the chicago bears i mean this is a three at bet fred bears a home dog to a team that just gave up 70 plus three Total 46. I mean, if you pick up, pull up other bucks here, the Bears are three and a half at DraftKings minus 112. It is not far, hard to find a three and a half. Sean, is this one of your hold your freaking nose and take the three and a half type situations and just don't watch any part of the game? I, it's, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have you start first, uh, and you can feel free to just rub it on me and my Bears and how you know they suck and whatever. I'm, I, I'm, I can take it. I'm a grown man. They suck. Uh, my, my preseason write-up, this was my biggest play, was the Bears under seven and a half wins. And there was a lot of money coming in saying Justin Fields has turned the corner, the Bears roster's better, and my number one play for the uh, season win totals was no, let's bury the Bears because they are not better. This is a another repeat of last year for them, I think, Kiev. If, if they get to five wins, I'd be shocked. Um, the defense looks, looks worse than last year. Justin Fields hasn't made any sort of progression whatsoever. Uh, as much as it's take the three and a half and hold your nose, I don't think it is. If I'm doing anything here, I'm taking Denver and I'm laying the points. Uh, their offense is the only one of the four units here that's actually performed well. They're at 5.7 yards per play, and there is some garbage time in there, obviously, from last week uh, and from trailing the commanders and trying to catch up fast in that game too. But they've shown they can move the ball at least a little bit in some of the games, whereas the Bears haven't. So for me, if I got to jump on a side here, I'm laying the points with Denver on the road. I, I just don't think anything of the Bears right now. And I don't and I'm not gonna until they show me something. They're at the bottom of my power rankings and the bottom of my algorithm right now, which I thought was gonna be the Cardinals all year, but that that, that switched rather quickly after last week. So uh I'd have to lay it, but I'm staying away. No the rule when two teams two crappy teams play each other, you take the dog, especially if it's over three and a half. That's just a general rule. I'm never going to go against that because I just don't see where Den- I could see the Bears getting right here. And, and they might not be better than Denver, but they can just somehow slime their way into a couple touchdowns with fields. I, you know, that could happen. I mean, they're embarrassed. Matter of Iverflus is playing for his job. I think now the Chicago Bears players are feeling like, man, we're really playing for like the future of us. Um, I mean, there's just so much ill will going in Chicago. Now there's there in Denver. Yes, but Denver is away from their city. They're in Chicago now. Um, three and a half is a lot uh, for this ugly game. And I'm not going to make it a contest play, but I might put a little on the bears and just, uh, uh, compl- it'll give me more energy to complain about them afterwards, Sean. So um, no official play. This would maybe be a personal play, but we have another game that I missed, and it's the Cincinnati Bengals versus the Tennessee Titans. The Titans are plus two and a half. The total is 41, Sean. Why don't you start with this one? You're muted, too. Let's unclick the mute button for the feedback there. There we go. Uh, 
couple couple of teams here again that have underperformed through a few games. You know, a lot of people thought Tennessee was going in the wrong direction. I was amongst them, but I also thought they'd be better than they've shown so far, especially especially on offense. They really haven't been able to move the ball at all. Um, but neither have the Cincinnati Bengals. They're at the bottom of the yards per play scheme here at 4.0. Uh, they've had a couple of tough defensive games in there. Um, you know, obviously they've, they've played the, the Ravens and the Browns, but maybe those two being a top defense is a function of that Bengals offense not being able to get right either. So um, this is a stinker game for me, much like the last one was, and I'm not really going to jump on a side here until I see if that Cincinnati offense wakes up. Uh, if I had to go something here, um, I'm probably looking at taking the points at the two and a half on the home team. Uh, but this is just a stay away watch and see game again for me. I just can't get on either of these teams and, and see which way the momentum's going. And again, low total, but maybe I'd look at jumping on that under that first half under and seeing uh, how long it takes one of these teams to get right on the offensive side. No doubt. No doubt. This is one that I trust my uh, power rating more than the actual algorithm. Cause if you look, Cincinnati's lost their first two games the last few years. You know, or, or I think one of them went to overtime. Maybe they won it. I don't know. It was, but they played like crap the first two games, and all of a sudden they start figuring it out. I feel like this is the same type of thing they're doing. Um, but at the same time, what a perfect teaser! Like Titans at home plus two and a half. Rough defense got embarrassed last week at Cleveland. Cincinnati's defense is not as good as Cleveland's. So uh, Cincinnati's also coming off a short week. Uh, yeah, teaser leg, and this will be part of my teaser that will be given out at the end of this broadcast let's move on to the next game uh we have the los angeles rams at the uh, indianapolis colts and this is pickham now and the total is at 46 now sean this game i do have a premium play for and i'm going to give this one out um i like the rams and i like the rams to win this game the colts were quite fraudulent last week winning that game it was more baltimore just crapping all over themselves and that ref staring at the pass interference and not calling it, screwing up Sean Kanaki's survivor pool for the 2023 NFL season. And Matt Gay hit two or four 50-plus yard field goals. I mean, that's just absolutely ridiculous. But now they're going from Minshew back to Anthony Richardson. They get a win with Minshew, and they're going back to Richardson. That's just ugly all over the place. I still think the Colts have massive issues in their offensive line. I still think the Colts have massive massive issues on their secondary. Um, this is a Super Bowl-winning, experienced quarterback in Matt Stafford who has found new receivers in Puka Nakua, uh, uh, Van Jefferson's there, a uh, couple other guys. I really think that the Rams, coming off the loss, even though it was a shorter week, they're going to actually be the ones ready to win this week. And they play tough against Cincinnati. I like the Rams a lot in this situation. We're going to play the Rams minus two, or, or pick them here for 2.5 stars. Sean, what are your thoughts? All right, so I'm not on a side, but this is also one of my top plays here, and I, I'm actually leaning towards the under. Uh, I got it a little bit better than where we're at right now. I think we're down to 45 and a half at some books, and I did get it in at 47 early. Um, so this is uh, going going the right direction for me for some closing line value. And and here's what I'm looking at: um, the Rams' defense is still, you know, showing that they are a capable unit. You know, they shut down Seattle week one. San Francisco's obviously got one of the top offenses in the league, and they were able to hang with them for at least a little bit. That game got up to 53, and then last week with Cincinnati on the close loss, uh, certainly they were able to contain them. So as I look at this and I see rookie quarterback coming back in with Anthony Richardson, um, I don't see them being able to move the ball with a ton of effectiveness. And on the other side, Indianapolis, well, like you said, Baltimore 
caught every bad break in the book, and Indianapolis caught every good one. That Indy defense has actually been one of the top pressure units in the league so far. Uh, they lead the league in, in tackles for loss, and they're second in sacks. So they're getting to the quarterback, um, and with a rookie back there, and yes, he can run and he can scramble, uh, but they'll have a game plan made up where they'll be able to contain him a little bit there too, and uh, Stafford's not getting out of that pocket when Indy comes crashing. So um, it, it's going to be a defensive battle, I think, um, and I certainly, uh, certainly lean Rams as well, but my play was on the under early here, and I still think it's good if you can get it at 46 or 46 and a half. Well, that's interesting. The Colts are way up there in sacks right now. Um, pretty good for them. Uh, they're not as bad as I thought they would be. I just still think they're bad. Let's move on to maybe one of the best games of the weekend. This is the one I really want to watch in the earlier slate, the Miami Dolphins at the Buffalo Bills. Bills minus two and a half. Totals at 53.5. Sean, you, ha- you have the uh, floor for this one. So if you watched the Miami-Denver game last week, uh, you obviously saw the Dolphins put on a show. Uh, A lot of big broken plays, a lot of holes that were opened up. Um, But if you look, uh, you know, at Miami, what they did the week before that, right, against a defense that has at least shown themselves capable early in the year against some decent competition um, with New England, they actually were able to, you know, contain it, those big plays. And I think Buffalo's defense is, is more on par with that than with Denver, obviously, at least at this point in the season. So I certainly see Buffalo, you know, after what they did last week with Washington, even the first week against the Jets, that was a function of Josh Allen being careless with the football and turning it over the reason they lost that game. They still held, you know, and again, it's Zach Wilson, but they still held them just fine. So I think this Buffalo defensive unit is certainly good enough to slow down Miami the way New England was able to. And if they can keep Miami in that 20 to 24-point range, uh, I certainly have faith in the Bills' offense being able to move the ball against Miami's defense. Defense where they're a little bit more susceptible, um, especially to the passing side of things with Diggs and company for for them. So it, I, I'm I'm going to lean Buffalo here strong, lay in the two and a half. Uh, if it gets up to the three, um, may have a few more qualms on it, but I, I think Miami's still got to prove themselves before I'm going to get on that bandwagon, and I've still got Buffalo power rank just a hair higher where that two and a half's in play for me because I've actually got this one at three and a half. You know, it's uh, at two and a half and three in a lot of places right now, but – um. Yeah, I, I, my number is closer to pick them, and I hate being on teams that just scored seventy points. It's not like it, I, I have a massive sample size of this, but it's just the theory of it all. It's like you know, it just blew out a team. You're probably relaxing a little bit more this week, a little bit more lax, even though you have a division game coming up. But at the same time, you look at the, the history, the Dolphins have been covering the last few games, and they've been playing extremely tough against my. Uh, or sorry, Miami's been covering the games against Buffalo, playing them extremely tough. I think last year it was with Tua was gone. I think it was Skyler Thompson playing, and Buffalo was like a seven and a half or eight point uh, favorite, and I laid it with Buffalo. I was scared that Miami was going to win, lose, uh, possibly win because I think I had Buffalo on a money line and something else too in a parlay. Uh, I think Buffalo eked it by with by three points, but this was with Skyler Thompson. I just think that McDaniel. Mike McDaniel is, and he's getting a lot of accolades in the media, but we were talking about it last year, how good he's done from a play calling perspective and his whole San Francisco style hit you in the mouth. <sighs> I'm not going against Miami. There's no way. I mean, you I, if you want to, you know, they, you, that's your thing. I'd be my guest. But um, I have them in a teaser leg already from the Rams Monday night game. So I have that at plus eight and a half right now. I don't really need to get cute with that. I, th- I think I'm fine with that, dude. So. No, and I, and I wouldn't. And, and let me just throw this in here. One of the other reasons I'm on there, like I said, is the defense. You look at what that Chargers offense did against Miami. They were able to run and gun with them. 
So I, I think Buffalo's defense is, is much better than San Diego's. And obviously there was a turnover issue there too. But if, if they come together and both units play where they're supposed to, I, I still have Buffalo ahead. So we're going to differ on this one. And and I hopefully uh, it comes in. Uh, where we both hit that. It could still happen that way. <laughs> we, we, me and you have made a middle for this. So we'll see if, if, if this middle comes to fruition. But yeah, I mean, you know, Miami may be a little too high on their horse after this. You don't know. It's just not a, I hate betting against teams that look terrible one week. And I hate betting on teams that look great the week before. It's just not profitable to do that. You know, it's teams are never as good as they were last week. And teams are never as bad as they were last week. Well, we'll find that out with the Bears and the in the Broncos. <laughs> Let's move on to the next game. We have the Minnesota Vikings versus the Carolina Panthers. So I don't I don't know why I haven't bet Minnesota yet. Um, they're four on Betfred. They're five in the contest. You know, the, uh, you have two zero and three teams. You know, Minnesota shouldn't be zero and three just the way they are. They should have won last game. Uh, there was actually the actually last game was tough, but. Um, I mean, they should have beat Tampa. They over they over uh, yarded them by over a hundred yards. You know, it's just Minnesota should be one and two, maybe two and one. They're they're not an zero and three team, but they should be playing with their hair on fire and putting one on Carolina. I don't like the fact that Carolina's switching quarterbacks back to Bryce Young. I mean, I like it for their organization. Now that you're stupid enough to start them week one, you can't go away from them. But I think this is why the spread moved up again from three and a half. It's because if Andy Dalton was playing, this would be three and a half instead of four, four and a half, five. So, I mean, I my numbers say to pound Minnesota here. I I, I think that the, the Carolina Panthers are maybe the second worst team behind the Bears. I don't know why I haven't yet. I think it's just that whole Kirk Cousins thing. But then again, you're playing at Kirk Cousins' best time at 1 p.m. on Eastern Eastern time, his time slot that he's good. So uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna see what you got, and maybe you can talk me into something. Yeah, I'm gonna talk into playing the Vikings. Um, look look at what Carolina did last week, moving the ball with, with Andy Dalton and those receivers. Bryce Young isn't as capable as he is in the passing game. He might be able to sneak out a little bit, but the key here, like you said, is Kirk Cousins. And if you look at where he's actually sitting right now on the year uh, for passing yards and touchdowns, he's up at the top. He's hitting his receivers, getting guys open. He's being able to open up some holes for that running game just through the pass. And I don't see any reason why they're not going to get right on this game. They've had three games they could have won, um, haven't been able to close close out any of them, which is exactly the opposite of what happened last year, right? They were 11-0 and in one-score games last year, and this year they're 0-3 to start the season. So... Watch that turnaround happen here, and and they're too good of a team uh, to not come out and just blast Carolina. The only thing that's going to bite you in the butt would be turnovers. Otherwise, I, I have this at minus six. So for me to be able to get it down and get it early in that other number, I think it's the window to play it is right now because I think it's going to keep going that direction. Uh, but, yeah, I'm on the Vikings. Yeah, no, I mean, that's the only side I look. And so I'm going to take that into consideration, Sean. I might be with you on that one. So. Um, uh, I will, uh, I'll go back to my thoughts on it, but I will put you down for a play on the Vikings here. Let's move on to the next game. We have the Pittsburgh Steelers at the Houston Texans. Houston's plus three minus one twenty. They're plus two and a half in a lot of books. You know, it's funny. There's just a lot of plus two and a half plus, you know, plus threes with the juice back and forth in a lot of these games this week. The total is 42 and a half. I'm just going to say that I think the Texans, you know, Played out of their minds last week. They're not that good of a team. And um, they they are still pretty injured on the offensive line and a few other positions. You know, I think C.J. Stroud had a great game. But it was just one of those Jacksonville screw-ups more than Houston Tech. And Houston playing, you know, that whole, 
now it's time for us to whoop your ass card, you know, against them. And they did. And it was, uh, it was a big win for them. And I just think that the Steelers should be able to take care of business, but I can't trust the Steelers laying points that well. You know, I, I think they played a weak Raiders team and I actually think the Texans defense is better than the Raiders defense. It's a hard situation for me and I wouldn't even tease the Texans. I'm going to lean to the Steelers here. Uh, but it's away, and this is their second away game in a row. So uh, can Kenny Pickett keep going against a bad defense? Probably, but I can I can see some screw-ups here. I, I think my number is probably around the three, three-and-a-half, the Steelers. So what are your thoughts? I'm leaning the other direction. Uh, I haven't pulled the trigger just yet. If I do, it'll be a small play. Uh, I, I think Houston overperformed last week, like you said. And the biggest concern for me is going to be uh, on the Pittsburgh side, on the offensive side. I just haven't seen them move the ball with enough consistency. You know, the game against Cleveland, the defense won that game for them, and they certainly could do it again here um, with Houston having a rookie quarterback and that front seven being able to get get home for sure. Uh, and Houston obviously struggled against Indianapolis a couple of weeks ago with the front seven that was able to get some pressure up the middle too. So, um, But for me, I, I think Houston's got a, a quarterback that is finding some receivers, you know, came out of – the Woodwork with Tank Dell, I, I I hadn't really thought about that name at all coming into the season. No uh, finding some compliments guys there with Nico Collins, Dell, and Woods. Um, that, that's that's three decent options for him to find the ball or find excuse me to get the ball downfield, and and he's been successful with it. So as long as they can contain some of that pressure, um, I think they'll be a little bit more successful than Pittsburgh on the offensive side. It's just if if Pittsburgh's defense gets home, this could get ugly the other way too. So. I'm not on it yet. I'm trying to talk myself into a small play on the Texans with the points, but otherwise it's going to be a pass for me also. Or you tease them. You know, if you're kind of thinking that, it's a good teaser leg for you. That's yeah. That's probably where it lies. Uh, we have the Tampa Bay Bucks at the New Orleans Saints. Uh, Saints minus three. The total is 39 and a half. I'm going to pass on this game. Uh, you know, Jameis Winston, if, if this was Carr, I'd, I'd bet it. But Winston could blow this game and he could win this game. I have no idea. I guess you can call it his revenge against the Buccaneers. But he's been a saint for a while now. It's whatever. Uh, I'm passing. Yeah, if I had to play it, it's going to be New Orleans. But I'm staying away, too. I'm not sure exactly how much uh, how much of a downgrade Winston's going to be. But the downgrade that I know is going to happen with him most likely it's going to be a turnover somewhere and it's probably going to be costly so i'm going to stay away from it um i, I i'm really high on new orleans's defense this year i was before the season i actually bet them to have the least amount of points allowed in the nfl as one of my prop bets to start the year so i think their defense is going to be able to contain tampa bay and baker mayfield and really slow them down uh just like what happened to them last week so uh it's new orleans or nothing for me but with winston i'm not playing it at all yep 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 that's true and um I don't disagree with that. All right, let's move on to the next game. I like the, or I like the, it's going to be, there's not actually a lot of morning games, it seems. It's like we don't get into the afternoon slate. There's only four games in the afternoon and like, what, nine or ten in the morning. If you include Jacksonville, it's it's more. Jeez. Uh, so I guess the, the red zone would be great to watch in the afternoon because you're going to literally watch every game minus the commercials pretty much. Let's move on to the Washington Commanders versus the Philadelphia Eagles, and the Eagles are minus eight and a half. Actually, we already covered that game. Let's move on to the afternoon game. The Raiders versus the Chargers. Chargers minus five. Total is 48.5. Sean, go first. All right. So Jimmy Garoppolo is still questionable as far as I have heard. I haven't 
heard if he's clear concussion protocol yet or not. I'm assuming he's probably not going to play. At least that's where I was at uh, this morning when I was looking at stuff. Um, so if he does not end up going, uh, my lean here is certainly to the under, especially where it's still sitting right now. Um, it's still kind of hanging out there around that 48, 48 and a half. Um, I certainly think the Chargers are going to get up and down the field here. Uh, but if Jimmy G's out, I think it's uh, Hoyer and uh, what's the other guy's name? Aiden O'Connell. Does that sound right? Mm-hmm. I'm not sure which one of those guys is going get to the, get the rock if, if Garoppolo can't go. Uh, but Devontae Adams is really their only weapon on offense right now. And if somebody's not getting him the ball, I don't see how the, how the Raiders are moving the ball up and down the field. And uh, I, I'm, I'm going to take the bay right now because I think if he is ruled out, it's going to drop down below that 46, 45, somewhere in that range. And, and we'll see where it's at. But um, if I had to pick a side, I'm definitely going the Chargers. I think that offense, you know, losing Williams hurts. But uh, Herbert's proved he can get the ball to anybody at any time already this year. So. I'm thinking I'm more scared of Aiden O'Connell than Jimmy Garoppolo, to be honest with you, the way he looked in the preseason. Pre- preseason was good, right? <laughs> yeah, and you can't you have to take that with a grain of salt, but hey, I don't I never I never liked Jimmy Garoppolo that, that much. He was he was great with great systems, but they but he's not a good quarterback if you need him, like with a medium or bad system like the Raiders. Uh I like the Chargers this game. My numbers are way off the charts that the Chargers should be beating this team by seven plus points. As a matter of fact, I think my uh uh algorithm has this at uh, eight point one. My power ratings has this game, LA Chargers minus seven point five. So I took the Chargers. I like them at five, five and a half, six, whatever you can get. I think you should get it early because I'm not sure if Jimmy G is gonna play, but it said he was present for practice. What does that mean? Like on the ESPN report, it says Jimmy G was present for practice. Was he just watching practice? I don't know. Was he throwing the ball? He's probably doing something. So that that makes me think he's going to play, Sean. So I'll disagree with just that aspect of it. Um, but uh, it, the the thing that's hard for me, even though my numbers are whacked off, these are just games that come down to stupidity, and that you can always throw the Chargers for stupidity there. And, you know, they it always comes down to the last play. It's just for some reason. But that was also a Derek Carr. And Derek Carr is a better quarterback than Jimmy Garoppolo. I've, I've learned that. I thought it was kind of just Robin Pierre to pay Paul. But I'm starting to figure out that Derek Carr was a better quarterback. And so now I do like it to the next, uh, I guess, from the three to the touchdown area, six, six and a half, seven. So I have no problem with this one. We're going to play the Chargers here uh, for two stars uh, for my other uh, play that we're going to be giving out here. So let's move on to the next game. We have the Arizona Cardinals at the San Francisco 49ers. Niners are minus 14. Total is 44. I mean, my numbers aren't that far off. I think I, I have this as 11 or 12 point game. For the Niners, the Niners are just so good. My power ratings is like minus 15. My algorithm is closer to uh, 11. Actually, 10.556. I have Arizona plus 10.556. So I, I'm just using San Fran as my survivor play. And I don't think they're going to, Arizona is going to strike lightning in the bottle two weeks in a row. So this is in San Fran. I'm, I'm not going to care. I'm not doing anything with the game, just using it as a survivor, Sean. I'm staying away also. I, I don't think being a 14-point favorite back-to-back weeks and coming out smelling like roses is in the cards for Arizona. I expect to get bounced pretty handily, but I don't know if that's going to be by 10 or 12 or by 27. So um, I'm going to stay away also. I will tell you a little, little bit of a funny story about the Cardinals last week. Uh, in a different survivor pool I was in, uh, or, or heard about, excuse me, a, a guy got his pick in late. And the rule in this survivor pool, 
Uh, it's a nine dollar entry. I think there's fifty five thousand total in the middle. Um, so a lot of a lot of people in it. But the rule is, if you don't put a pick in, you get the biggest dog straight up in your survivor winnings. Well, guess who the biggest dog at the time of kickoff was last week? It was the Arizona Cardinals. So this guy forgot to forgot to put his pick in. Thought he was done with Arizona, and they ended up winning, and he stayed alive in the pool. So I love there, the there's rule. my Arizona San week yeah <laughs> i love the rule that is wonderful you're not out they're like hating on you because you should get your picks in but there you go you didn't get it in you could be out of the whole thing they at least pick for you they pick the biggest dog but it ends up winning that is wonderful what a and it ends up hitting <laughs> jesus and a lot of people probably picked the cowboys too so he took them out don't they'll, you don't have to worry about using like oh I can't use the Cardinals again yeah that's that's okay well that's that's awesome yep, Sean. yep. good time to use them <laughs> very good time to use them all right well Patriots Cowboys Cowboys minus six and a half total forty three and a half Sean what do you have yeah I got me catching my breath from laughing in that cold <laughs> uh, this, this is probably my favorite play of the week I'm on the Patriots um, I think that defense is strong enough to keep them in the game within a touchdown no problem I uh, look at look at who they've played so far you know they. They got a little bit of a of a break with the Jets without Aaron Rodgers, so did Dallas. Um, but they've also played Miami, kept that game rather close, no issue there. Um, even getting up and down the field a little bit, and you know Dallas has gotten uh, beaten by the Cardinals now last week, and got the New York Giants and the New York Jets under their belt, which obviously we've seen where where those two teams are at. So I, I think getting seven points here is way out of whack. I had it, I had it at four and a half actually on my algorithm here, so. Um, I'm probably way higher on New England's defense than most people are, but I think they're certainly good enough to keep them in the game. They're fourth in yards per play, uh, and Dallas losing digs hurts in their secondary as well. So if New England can come out and get, you know, 14, 17 points, I certainly think they're going to stay within that seven. Uh, and I also would look for Dak Prescott to throw an interception against that defense because he seems to certainly do throw so uh, against solid defensive fronts. So. Uh, if there's a prop play, it's probably going to be Dak Prescott on the interceptions, and I'm taking New England. I got him at the seven. You know, that's a good number. It's six and a half. Uh, I think it's a good number at six and a half, even though last year I played the Patriots and lost due to overtime. But um, it was uh, just a fluke touchdown by CeeDee Lamb. But it, it, I think that the Cowboys dig it a little bit better. However, they did lose digs. They're good corner cover, and they are at home now. So that flips it a little bit from last week or last year. I mean, I, I think there's a lot of similarities from last year's teams to this year. I, I think the Cowboys defense might be a little bit better minus the injury to Diggs. Patriots defense was good last year and they're good again this year. Yeah, I think their offense should be a little bit better, though, under Bill O'Brien. That's what you're kind of hoping for. And the Patriots, uh, they're, they they drove all over the Jets last week. They were a misleading score. They should have beat the Jets by a lot more. And they didn't. So it's a good number, uh, in my opinion, for a book. But, you know, I, I guess if I had to take it, I'd take the Patriots if gun to the head. So um, even though my perfect number is seven via power rating, or uh, I, I would go lean towards the Patriots. Let's go to the night game. Hung in there with Philly. Hung in there with Miami. They're going to hang in there with Dallas. They're so going to hang in with Dallas. The- they did hang in with, with Philly. Really good. You know, and, uh, and yeah, I mean, Miami was uh, – uh, a good game too it's uh they're a good team the patriots are a good team uh chiefs and when i say good they're a little above average i don't think there's there's not a lot of great teams but here's a great team the chiefs at jets and the jets are plus nine and a half total 41 and a half why are the jets nine and a half when they don't have a quarterback sean can you explain this to me 
because supposedly they still have a defense, um, I guess. <laughs> that, that's my theory anyway. Um, Jacksonville holding the Kansas City to 17, probably kept this down a little bit. Uh, you know, we had a big breakout game from Kansas City last week, hanging 41 against the Bears, which isn't saying a whole lot. But uh, I think that, that that's where the play is at, and they're trying to trying to get people in. This is one of those fishy lines where I looked at it and went, gosh, I really want to play the Chiefs right now. Uh, but something in my brain just said I can't pull the trigger. Um, I had it at I had it at ten and a half, which is within a point of where it is right now. But uh, I'm going to lay off and, and kind of wait and see where this goes. I'm guessing it's going to get pushed up, and I'm not going to play it. But uh, I think it's it's strictly based off the Jets' defense keeping them in the game, which they did against Buffalo Week One, and um, that that's the only way they're going to be able to stay in games. And I I if I had to pick one, if I had to lean, it's going to be Kansas City. Um, and, and maybe it's taking the under here a little bit of a look at that also. So yeah, I mean, I mean, the only thing I can figure the the only team that's going to beat themselves is the Chiefs. Do they just not care and screw around this game? You know, I, you know, they're they're Super Bowl champ. They're probably celebrating and just you know not taking the season as seriously as like a team that wants to win the Super Bowl. Um, I have a premium play in this, so I'm not going to give it away. But um, I will say that uh, it is strange seeing uh, the Jets this small of a of a dog when they have no quarterback and they're all the talk is the defense gave up or given up on them I don't know if that's true that could be a bunch of noise and usually I avoid that and fade and take the dog but like I said I'm not going to give out any more information on this one let's go to the Monday night game Seahawks versus Giants Giants minus one total 47 Sean uh this is another game where I have the Seahawks a lot better team just from what I saw uh, the Giants did come back against the Cardinals, and maybe the Cardinals are not the worst team. And not, It was more of a choke situation for the Cardinals. The Cardinals were beating them up. Uh, I don't think the Giants are really any good. I think Tony Dayball is pretty good. But the Giants have some issues, obviously still have some injuries. Seattle's also has some injuries. I think I'm not going to completely decide uh, until I see the injury report done, but I have a strong lean to Seattle. My numbers are past the three for Seattle in this game, Sean. Yeah, I'll give out my play. I am on Seattle. Um, no questions asked, and I, I actually locked it in right before we started because it was at a pick'em and it went to one right before we uh, we started this up. I was kind of hoping it'd go that direction, and I think it could still bounce back and forth a little bit back to a pick'em before game time with injury news. Uh, but th- they're the superior team, and, and they 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 have uh, the only grouping out here that can that can make a difference, and that's the, that's their offensive grouping. Uh, Geno Smith, well, he certainly is prone to turn the ball over, can push the ball down, downfield. He proved that last year. He's shown it again this year. Uh, they've got the weapons on the outside, uh, Walker and running back. They, they can move the ball and carve teams up. And, and the Giants, uh, Daniel Jones, whatever he is, $152 million. I don't, I don't even know what it is. That was a horrible <laughs> sign. I mean, why why would you sign this guy to a long-term contractor for the four years? Nobody uh, else Nobody else was going to. It's like the market wanted Daniel no, no, Jones. No one was going to grab him. Yeah. Uh, so so maybe, maybe he runs like Josh Allen. Well, he certainly doesn't throw like Josh Allen. I can tell you that much. Or read defenses like him. Um, and, and they're going to get home on him too. And I, I had this at three. So getting it right now at plus one is a four point swing in my direction, even being on the road. So, uh, also homecoming for Geno Smith played with the Jets, played with the giants, maybe wants to come home to the Meadowlands and show him something. So, um, it, it's a definite go for me on Seattle. I am in 100%, uh, probably my second best play of the week after the Patriots. So Ooh, I love that angle, dude. Homecoming. I didn't think about that. Yeah. You did play for them for a while. He's been in New York, and uh, he wants to show them who they really are because they dumped on him, and uh, they were bad organizations at the time. So we're starting to see it wasn't all Geno's fault here. We think Geno's a little bit better than what we thought. Now he's not elite or nothing, but, you know, 
He's an average quarterback. Good stuff, man. Well, what a great breakdown of a full week of games. Then we finally get into the buys, and uh, we'll have a little bit less games per week. But, Sean, great stuff. Where can our listeners get their your great information and media? Yeah, so right on the site here at theoddsbreakers.com. We're finishing up baseball strong. We just hit our first five play. Only five play today. The Royals cashed. Uh, so we're on a nice little 5-0 and streak there in MLB to end the season. Let's see if we can close it out on a full winning streak without losing anymore. But at theoddsbreakers.com is where you can find my picks. I'm on Twitter at the Great Kanaki, so check me out there. Uh, always answer direct messages over there. If you have any questions, feel free to reach out. All right, Sean. Appreciate great, everything, everybody. Great stuff. We'll be texting this week as usual. Best of luck to you, bud. This segment was brought to you by AG1. Why take a bunch of different things when you can just mix one scoop of powder and water once a day? Every scoop is packed with 75 vitamins, minerals, probiotics, and whole food source ingredients of high quality that give me major benefits like gut and mood support, boosted energy, and even healthier looking skin, hair, and nails. If you want to take ownership of your health, try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase. Go to drinkag1.com slash oddsbreakers or click on our podcast episode description. All right, to recap, we are taking the Rams at Pick'em for two stars and the Chargers at minus five for two stars as well. And now it's time for our refuse to lose teaser. And I already gave you a hint on one side, taking the Titans up to eight and a half. I don't think they get blown out. I think the Bengals win by three to seven points. I mean, I think that makes sense. The Bengals are still having a few issues uh, the Titans have a weak pass defense, and that's where the Bengals are going to score. But at the same time, uh, the Bengals are having all issues on defense as well. But uh, I like that, being that the Bengals are away. And I also like the Eagles. I'm taking them down from eight to, to two. I Like I said, my number's bigger, but I do see an advantage for Washington. Well, not an advantage, more like an even matchup with their defensive line. But I also think that the Eagles still win this game, and they can blow them away. They can win by three. They can win by seven. That's fine. Just win by over two points, and that teaser hits for three stars. So we're going to go Titans to plus eight and a half. The Eagles down to minus two for our refuse-to-lose teaser for three stars. Business bad? Fuck you, pay me. Oh, you had a fire? Fuck you, pay me. Place got hit by lightning, huh? Fuck you, pay me. All right. Now it is time for the sharp side of the force. The Sharp Side of the Force is brought to you by Betfred Sports. For 250 bucks worth of free bets, please visit theoddsbreakers.com slash Betfred Sports. Terms, conditions, and location apply. All right, Sharp NFL as of Thursday around noon. We're going to go with Sharp Money on the Niners, minus 11 to minus 14, hosting the Cardinals. 49% of the tickets, 66% of the money. That value is gone, obviously. Patriots from plus 7 to plus 6.5 at the Cowboys. 53% of the tickets and 72% of the money. Uh, Giants pick them to minus 1.5, but that thing's back and forth now. 31% of the tickets and 64% of the money, but now a little bit of Seattle came in too. Sharp totals, Bengals versus Titans under 44.5 to 41, 77% of the tickets and 97% of the money. Commanders versus Eagles under 46 to 43.5, 40% of the tickets and 77% of the money. Buccaneers versus Saints under 42.5 to 39.5, 45% of the tickets, 77% of the money. And Patriots versus Cowboys under 45.5 to 43.5, 76% of the tickets and 95% of the money. My friends, thank you so much for listening to this show. If you have any questions for our Monday mailbag, feel free to email us at info at theoddsbreakers.com or tweet us at theoddsbreakers. Have a great weekend enjoy all the games 
and go get some winners.